This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. For the past five days of the Daily Detail, I have been featuring in each episode two Alabama stories that received the most views and readings in 2023 on the 1890 News website. Today is the start of 2024 and the last day for these stories. My countdown started with 10 and is now ending with the number two and number one story of the year. The second most read story for 2023 was written by Will Blakesley after he was made aware of a Google Doc that was connected to the Auburn University Black Student Union. That document contained a list of 250 racial slurs to be used against white people. Jaden Hurd is the president of the Turning Point USA chapter at Auburn University. Now, Hurd is also black, and he was somehow made aware of the list by a whistleblower connected to the Black Student Union. Hurd says the names are more funny than anything, but at the same time, he also noted the hypocrisy of making such a list. He says that if a group of white students had written out a bunch of insults for another race or ethnicity, it would have been taken very seriously as an unacceptable form of racism and bigotry on campus. In case you're curious, here are some of the names and insults for white people that were part of that list from the Black Student Union. There there were insults that included sour cream citizen, bleach demon, chalk child, and snow possum. Others were not so nice. Auburn University officials say that the matter would be treated in the same way as any other case of discrimination and harassment. The BSU has offered no comment on this story. And the final story that a lot of Alabamians viewed and responded to in positive and negative ways was the tragic story of Smith Station Mayor Bubba Copeland. Copeland was also a Baptist pastor serving at the First Baptist Church of Phoenix City. Copeland was discovered to be posting online pictures of himself dressed as a woman and going by the name of Brittany Blair Summerlin. Copeland's posts were vastly different than the public image and conservative values that he espoused in real life as a mayor and as a pastor. Those posts promoted teens undertaking transgender hormones and surgery and also involved pornographic pictures and lewd comments. The story of Copeland's secret life unfolded even further when it was discovered that he had written a short story that named real people from the town of Smith Station where he was mayor and included one of those real persons being murdered at his hand. Police were called to do a welfare check on Copeland, who then ultimately ended his life in front of police. National media outlets and some statewide media outlets, including AL.com, wrote hit pieces attacking everyone involved in the investigation and writing of this story, claiming that the article was a form of harassment that had bullied people into taking their lives, including Copeland. The problem with that logic is that Copeland, as mayor, was a public figure, and he was making these posts to public forums that can be seen by anybody. This was not a case of invading and violating his privacy. 1819 News CEO Brian Dawson stood up for the article, as well as reporter Craig Monger, who wrote the original article. Dawson says this is what the 1819 News website was created to do report the truth. I 100% stand behind our reporting. I'm not budging an inch. We, we did exactly what we were created to do, um, did what I said we would do when we started 1819 News, and, and that is tell the truth, no matter, come what may. For more in-depth stories that affect the state of Alabama, be sure and go to 1819news.com. 
In national news, on this New Year's Day, I will be wrapping up a five-day review of news reports and stories that were introduced on a national level two or three years ago, only to have a major shift in their meaning after the actual facts were brought to bear. And this, in turn, revealed that the original stories were very man-made and manipulated to present a certain narrative to the American masses. Just a few years ago, if someone had used the term deep state to describe what's going on behind the scenes and why certain actions are happening, or if someone had referred to George Orwell's big brother as an actuality occurring here in the U.S. rather than just some sort of literary idea, that person would have been looked upon and even labeled as a conspiracy theorist or a radical kook. But now there are several major stories that started out one way and have since completely changed their direction. And this has resulted in two things. Not only has the truth brought to light that the original story is completely misrepresented, it's also challenged the credibility and trustworthiness of those who reported the stories in the first place, those who planted the narrative to get ahead of the actual facts. This process is called seeding the narrative, or if you want to use a more militaristic term, it's a psychological operation which is essentially a battle in which information is used as a weapon. The facts and the truth are hidden or slanted in how they're presented in a way that invokes fear, paralysis, and compliance from the masses. A PSYOP like that does not happen on its own, and it does not happen by accident. It takes those within the deep state, those who are at the top within positions of power, to quietly exert their control and into various arenas of information and communication, and then, if necessary, further into the area of implementing censorship and silencing those who ask further questions or present an alternative set of facts. When Donald Trump was running for president in 2016, he referred to two entities engaged in this PSYOP. The Swamp, which is referring to those in power in D.C., and fake news, those within mainstream media. In more recent rallies that happened this year, Trump has referred to this whole operation as the deep state. We're not a free nation right now. We don't have free press. We don't have free anything. In 2016, I declared, I am your voice. Today, I add, I am your warrior. I am your justice. And for those who have been wronged and betrayed, I am your retribution. I am your retribution. Not going to let this happen. Not going to let it happen. I will totally obliterate the deep state. I will fire. I will fire the unelected bureaucrats and shadow forces who have weaponized our justice system like it has never been weaponized before. Sick. These are sick people. And I will put the people back in charge of this country again. The people will be back in charge of our country. Keep in mind, the deep state now involves the media, big tech and big Hollywood alongside big government as those entities all work in concert to move a political agenda forward, regardless of whether it is the actual truth and regardless of whether the majority of people in this democratic republic actually agree and want the agenda to be implemented. This is an agenda that is not by and for the people, but by and for the global elite. 
Now, all during 2023, there have been several brave and independent journalists who have leveraged their platforms, whether it's X or Substack or the Rumble video platform, in order to expose the big brother tactics that Americans are now living under and are subjected to, whether they realize it or not. One of those journalists, Michael Schellenberger, is using the term censorship industrial complex rather than deep state to describe the way that the global elites are able to get their agenda forced upon Americans and any other victims in any other country that might have been considered a bastion for democracy. It sounds like a Black Mirror episode. The police can enter your home unannounced, search your phone and computers, and arrest you for the things that you're reading, watching, or posting online. If you refuse, you could be sentenced to 12 months in prison. But it's not a Black Mirror episode. It's worse than that. It's real life. At this very moment, the government of Ireland is trying to pass a law before Christmas that will let the police go into people's homes and confiscate their phones and computers. Now, you might think Ireland doesn't matter, that it could disappear tomorrow without much impact. But Ireland does matter. It's the test case for the next phase of the global crackdown by military and intelligence forces and their agents that's been happening over the last seven years. What they used to call a conspiracy theory has now been confirmed as true. Our research has exposed a far-reaching plan by military and intelligence agencies in the United States, Britain, and other nations to subvert the democratic process and engage in activities that have a basis in military techniques and which are tantamount to attempts at thought control. This isn't about censoring the far right. This is about censoring independent journalism. And if you're in Ireland, this is about censoring you. One understandable response to all this is to ignore it and hope it goes away or wish that it won't affect you. And maybe it won't, but our ancestors fought and died for the right to speak our truths, particularly about controversial cultural and political issues. And already we're fighting back and making progress. The Irish government was forced to back off this law once already, and we can make them back off again. Free thinkers in the United States and around the world must stand up now for Ireland. We have to fight the totalitarians over there so that we don't have to fight them over here. We need to send a message to the politicians and the police that the world stands with the people of Ireland and their first and fundamental right. Please share this message and consider donating to a special free speech fund at censorshipindustrialcomplex.org. If we don't act now, our children and grandchildren will look back at this moment and ask why we didn't do more while we still had a chance. Whether it's the term fake news, global elite, deep state, or censorship industrial complex, the fact that these terms are growing in their use among the average American is definitely a sign of progress in this information warfare where the unnamed and faceless entities who do not value human life or freedom will break all laws to maintain control of the narrative and keep the truth from coming to light, whether it's here in the U.S. or anywhere else. An enemy cannot be fought without first being identified and named in order for their lies to be diffused with the truth. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 